Hi, I'm Sam from the Kitchens on Fire here. Just wondered if you really enjoy the podcast, which you do, because it's awesome and I'm brilliant, even though James brings it down a bit. If you could please follow, subscribe to the podcast, like it, leave a review, all of that stuff means a lot. It means that we're big shots and we're better than any other podcast, so if you could do that, would be great. Also, follow us on Instagram, at TickyOff, on Twitter. What's that? TickyOff. I changed it. Ticky off. So ticky off everywhere. Like, subscribe, follow, all of that jazz, all of that caper. I love you. Goodbye. Oh, hi there. I'm Will from Drop Wine, um, and I'm just checking in to tell you how excited we are to be sponsoring The Kitchen is on Fire. Drop is an app for London wine lovers, and we deliver wine from our charming little shop on Drury Lane in Covent Garden, anywhere in London, in Zones 1 and 2, and one or two other places. We've got a wonderful selection of wines. Go to dropwine.co.uk to download the app, and if you've never used it before, we'll give you £10 off your first order when you enter Kitchen on Fire in the promo code. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Ticky Off, the podcast that m- makes things happen. That should, <laughs> <laughs> that should be the thing. Should we give people a data update? Welcome, <laughs> Welcome back to Data Watch. <laughs> James Where, is still setting up his phone a week later. <laughs> I'm not, I'll do it later. As long as the camera works, then I can take photos of you. Uh, yeah, Data Watch. What's going on, Sam? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. It's very chilly at the moment. Um, it feels like a good time that I've grown my hair. It's beautiful. It's mane-like. And I have a big beard as well that keeps my face warm. Yeah, you enjoying that? Yeah, I don't, I've never understood seeing people like, oh, my face is so itchy. Well, it's like maybe you've got fleas. It's not the hair that makes your face itch. It's not like your head is itchy because you have hair on it. Else everyone would shave their heads. Wouldn't they? Maybe. Why do well, seriously though? Why do people say, "Oh, it's so itchy"? Well, having a beard. Yeah. If you're not used to a beard, the first time you grow a beard, it gets itchy. Do you think Your ba- face isn't used to having that volume of hair on it. Anything new tends to. Do you itch. think babies have the same thing? On their head. Actually, they do, don't they? What's it called? Cradle cap. Yeah. Where they get the old dusty head, mm. dusty skull. Did Absolute. you have that when you were a baby? No. Wet My head. kids do. Do they? They get a bit of cradle crap. Um... Yeah. Are you feeling buoyed? Like one of one of the chefs of this country that we very much look up to, and like and admire, tweeted nice things about the ticky off today. Mm. That was nice, wasn't it? It was. We mentioned it on last week's intro. Yeah, but we didn't mention him. We didn't. No. Just said in passing. Yeah. Gary Usher. Yeah. So shout out to Gary. Love Gary. He's probably out there in his car right now. What car do you think he drives? Gary Usher. I reckon maybe he's siphoning off a little bit off all those... Skimming off the top. Yeah, all those kickstarts yeah. he keeps doing. He's probably driving like a specked up drug dealer uh, Beamer. You know, like white. White Beamer. Yeah, probably on rims. Nah, he's more low-key than that. He's a, he's a He's a modest man. So he's pootling around in like a Corsa. Oh, he's got a nice second-hand Audi A3. Do you think? Yeah. Nah, A3's too... Um, nah. That's, no? not a Gar- that's not a Gary car. What do you reckon Gary... I've met Gary once for about 30 seconds in Spantino. Yeah. Yep. So I'm basing it entirely on that. 
So it's an American car. No, no, no. <laughs> it's an American car. It's With a, burgers all over it. It's, it's a That's must- now closed. It's a, it's a Mustang. Uh, no, uh, I reckon it could be an Audi, but not, not an A3, no. Maybe more no. like a saloon. A4? Oh, no. What's the saloon? I don't know. Oh, no, car no. chat. I don't know. <laughs> I not give a shit. Oh, but still, like, you know, love that Gary. Nice. The idea of him pootling around up, up in the north of this country... Listening to us is uh... northwest, and we'd be talking about doing a ticky off trip. Yeah. But maybe we should do like a little band tour because you had a band called the Northwestern. Yeah, is that a coincidence or not? <laughs> Seems unlikely to have been a coincidence. I think that was meant to be. Northwest. Well, we could go and do a little tour tour yeah. of his restaurants, by which I mean we'll go to one of them. Yeah, we'll do a pod with him. Do you reckon he'll give us a freebie? I think yeah. Nah, you got to pay up when you go to his gaffs. Do you reckon? He'd offer because he's a lovely man, but you know, what do you it's reckon? grim up north. Yeah, it's I, grim in south. In south, it's grim down south. Yeah. So we've all got to support each other. Okay, all right, that's fine. I don't want a freebie. Actually, I don't really know why I said that. Is Let's there any? It. Is there any equivalent to like the Doncaster Grill up there in Doncaster? Hawksmoor, Manchester, but you don't want to go there. Nah, definitely not. They just do steak. Yeah, it's f- strange. Very strange. Do you remember um, we went to Hawksmoor and we didn't have chips and we were very disappointed by the experience? Like, that wasn't as good as Hawksmoor usually is, probably because we didn't have chips. Do you know what? I did that the other day with James <coughs> Hall. No chips? No, we had mash. I enjoyed the mash. Oh, yeah, but we didn't have any carbs, you and I. Oh, yeah, that we was We were idiotic. trying to be healthy. We were like, let's idiotic. just have steak. I've got a couple of notes. Okay, let's go. friend of mine, the lovely Ed, who's, who's sort of between jobs, is uh, helping out at Sons and Daughters at the moment. He is. As you know. He's quite an eccentric guy, and Rocks he's got a tucked-in t-shirt. <laughs> Loves a tucked-in t-shirt. It's good to see because nobody else is doing it apart from the girls. But then, yeah, he's he's putting it down. Maybe I'll try that next time, Friday. Did you give me a look then? Because I said girls. Should I not say girls? The women. I didn't give you a look. Oh, I thought you did. So is that wrong? Can I say? Nah, it's one of those. It's one of those like. Wait, I didn't <sighs> mean any offence. Anyway, no, it's one of those weird one girls because you like the women. Just after I've said this before. In some context, girls seems like the right thing. Like, you wouldn't say the men, you'd say the guys. Like, what the guys are doing. And gu- girls I'd kind of... say dudes. The dudes and, g- ch- dudes and the chicks, the guys and the girls, like... Yeah, they're chicks like, maybe feels like it has a bit more to it. But anyway, yeah, I didn't mean it in a bad way anyway. Yeah, I but, wouldn't say chicks either. But you'd say the guys and the girls. Yeah. The guy... Or gals. Gal pal, Rachel Green. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the, yeah. Sorry. So, Ed, there he is, tucked in T-shirt, rocking it on the till... Incredibly charming. Everyone, well, most people like him when they come in. And, uh, but he's never really watched in hospitality. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, he said last night, yeah, the thing is, like, you spend most of your life with your mates, really, or your family, or people you like generally and who are generally nice. It's only when you work in a job like this that you kind of come to realize that, yeah, most people are really nice, but some people are actually really real dicks. Yeah. And I wonder if you, you know, he's never had a sort of out, you know, he's, he's a sort of psychotherapist and done various other jobs that are quite solo. So he's never really done any jobs that involve interacting with people on a day to day basis or in a sort of, you know, that capacity. <laughs> Such a quite like a sad realization about hospitality 90% of people are lovely. But there, there's a significant 10% that you're like, ah. Oh, I would God, say, I would say it's are, less than 90% nice okay come on i'm trying to be i know i know but no but the reason i said it's because i think you get certain sort of um you know hospitality lifer types you know who just that's there everyone's great yeah and they're like everyone's great it's your fault if you can't Mm. 
And it's like, that's not true. But then I, what I said, I was like, 90% of that 10%, so the 9 out of 10, mm. are, um, just to do the little math, extra maths for you there, yeah. are probably not dicks, but it, especially in like a cafe-type environment, they're in their own little world, they want to come in, get what they want, and get out. And it's the middle of the day, in the middle of the week, and if they're a bit blunt and sort of unforthcoming with the vibe as Ed would put it it's not because they're dicks it's just because that's you know that's the zone they're in and then there's the one person who is just a rude dick yeah that's fair I mean I'm I I think about it sometimes actually that why am I so grumpy when I go into a shop or whatever I go to Starbucks and just to get my coffee and I'm like furious they start talking to me and I'm like don't I just want my coffee yeah, you're that guy who has. But, but I am. But I'm like, if I came into Sons and Daughters and I was like that, I'd be like, oh, you're what a grumpy dick. But I'm just a grumpy dick. Yeah. There you go. So I need to change that. I'm trying to. There's one guy in there I quite like, but he looked really angry at me the other day because he started making my drink when I walked through the door. And then I was like, oh, I was going to start making that. And it was people in front of me. So I couldn't sort of, mate, 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 don't make that because I'm having a different drink. Why are you having a different drink? Because uh, I was playing golf. And I can't play golf when I've had my usual coffee because it makes me very nervous and I get very uh, shaky because it's got way too much caffeine in it. Right. So I have a smaller one. There's a woman who comes into S&D most days. Sorry, a girl who comes into S&D most days and she has a half-shot yeah. coffee to go, black coffee. And um, so you, you always feel quite nice when she, you see her sort of yeah. walking past the windows and you're like... She, she walks in here you go totally. it's done or chick, chicken sandwich no cucumber two napkin man yeah, yeah <laughs> but one day she's going to come and be like actually can I get a four shot mocha but only two shots of chocolate <laughs> yeah uh, what else did you put in there I don't know that was it I think that was it yeah. skinny skinny yeah, yeah skinny <laughs> don't get this physique without skinning no, it up yeah. but yeah but see that's the thing was it Bourdain said that um, every um Regular. regular screws the pooch screws the pooch not because they change their order I don't think well, that's screwing the pooch just because right? they start taking the piss yeah so Matt Bright look out because eventually you're going to fuck us up do you reckon that half shot person's going to screw the pooch I'm just always making her coffee and thinking this is going to taste horrible it's just like water with like odour coffee in it but maybe yeah. she that's what, obviously is what she likes yeah it's weird though that you'd like you'd want to have a coffee but you're like I really don't want it to be very coffee like yeah, that is true. So can I get a pint, but I just want a quarter beer and then top the rest up with fizzy be, water? It could be like a childhood thing. You know, like something like awful happened or something, or something brilliant. <laughs> Continue. Um, While she was drinking a half shot of coffee? No, like something American. happened, like she was walking along uh, with a normal coffee and then she was caught in a... Like, awful typhoon situation or something so it's tipping down rain into the coffee into the coffee and she was like wow this she wouldn't want to be reminded of it but maybe she's stuck in like a loop she can't get out of it yeah or positive one would be she was having a bath relaxing having a really good time dropped her coffee in pulled it out very wet coffee very watery but she was like actually and she was like i'm really relaxed in here i feel really good i've just you know, shampooed my head and... No, no, what she would have done, though, she used to have quadruple espresso... Right. ...in the bath, and once dropped that in and then just drank the bath water and realised that's how she wants to have coffee, henceforth. 
Yeah, that works. Very dilute. So but there you go. So that's a positive one and a negative one. I don't know which, but things it's... happen to people in childhood, don't they? And then they can't get out of them. What happened to you in childhood that you can't get out of? I got stuck in a seesaw once. Did you? Couldn't get out of that for a while. I got stuck in a wimpiece once. A what? A wimpy. <laughs> a wimpiece, did yeah, you? Yeah, wimpy, yeah. Got my head stuck between some bars and that's called the fire brigade. Really? Yeah. Lube you out? In Bogner. Wow. I was with uh, Nan and Wilf. My grandparents. I mean, sort of, do they have to lube the back of your ears? I don't know what they did, actually. Mum's never said... I mean, I did have a particularly large head. Did you? Yeah, I mean, my head's not small now, but as a child, back it then, was ludicrously out of sync. How much are we talking? Like a couple of bowling balls. Not next to one another, but like if you just doubled the size. Yeah. But it's shrunk now. I don't know whether it's shrunk. <laughs> I think my, think my body's caught up. caught up. Yeah. yeah it's probably have you ever been stuck anywhere, seriously? I just said... Was that true? I once got stuck in an elevator in Italy. Any love in the elevator? No, I think it was with my brother. Okay. But it was, was in love a very, that was brotherly love. It was in a very old school elevator, and I thought it was amazing that you could force open the doors. Right. Like, like the Hulk. Okay. Or Samson. Uh, before he has his hair cut. Or is that after? When he pushes down the... Anyway, the temple. And, um, and so I was messing around in this elevator, and then half... The elevator was on the way up or down or whatever. And uh, why do you call it an elevator? The lift. <laughs> it's your mother in you. Your mother's blood <laughs> coming through there, so <laughs> uh, in the lift. And uh, I was like, "Oh, well, this elevator lift is going down. Let's see if I can just open the door. See so what you happens." You were living it up as you're going down. Yeah. Awesome. Like the guys in Five. Aerosmith. Same yeah. thing. Oh, loving an elevator. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Circular. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I tried to open the doors while it was moving. Obviously, it went into full shutdown mode. So I was in there for a good eight, nine days. Did you cry? No, I loved it. In the elevator. <laughs> and your brother, what was he up to? He was probably peeing down the lift shaft. Was he? That would be my thing. I just really need a wee. Yeah. You know, like in films and stuff, you see people are caught in places... Well, like in Breaking Bad when they're stuck in the thing and all. Yeah, or what's the one? What's the one on the boat with um... Titanic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, the one on the boat. Like, oh, we're caught below decks. So I'd be like, oh, I need a wee. Midships, midships. Yeah, midships. I'd be like, oh, I need a wee. Well, there's plenty of places to wee in Titanic. No one would know. I suppose it's just full of water, yeah. isn't it? So you no can just wee in the water, like in a pool. And um, that'd be nice. It'd warm you up. Do you reckon people did that? I'm not making light of the people who drowned on the Titanic. I'm talking about the people in the film. Extras. Extras on the set <laughs> with James Cameron. What, just peeing in the water? Yeah, because they're there for a while, But you they? notice, don't you, if there's a little patch of warm water, you look over there, you're like, there's... But wouldn't you be grateful? Because you'd be like, I know I'm sort of stood in your urine now, but at least I'm not as cold as I was, because Cameron's still fucking around with... Yeah. What's the chops? Also, urine is sterile, so it doesn't really matter. Is that true? Don't know. Is it? I did, people say that a lot, but then I'm sure I read something saying it's not. Because it comes out of dirty tubes. Depends. Um, just, what is our guest? Have we got an update? No, just no, before he arrives. But we should probably intro our guest now and then... No, but I've got a couple of notes. Or do you want to do the intro now? Or? No, no, do your notes. Uh, notes. Um, an apology to your wife. Oh, yeah. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago I was a bit drunk and went on a rant about her theory about Matthew Damon, that he always has to be the best at something when he's in a film, when he takes a role. 
I confused this with the character having to be best at something, which is a very different thing. So I was saying in The Martian, what a ridiculous position for Abby to take. In, Don't slag her off again. In the I Mar- got in trouble for this. In The Martian, for example, they're not going to choose some like half-assed botanist to, to, to be that person, because the whole point is he's a really good botanist. Missing the, her point, which was that. Yeah, but Damon only took the role because he was the best at something. Correct. So I apologised to Abby for that slur. And uh, I think you owe her an apology as well. Sorry. But we're, not, some, we're not currently talking. So, But for your I'm, comment I'm about less, book club. What did I say about book club? Don't know. Oh, I said she was yelling in the larder. I've just said it again, so I'll be in trouble But again. she wasn't. She absolutely was. <laughs> okay. That is a fact. So sorry, Abby. Um, I got a quick fire from the chefs at Pigeon yesterday. Okay. They asked me. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Would you rather... I, I said I know what Sam will say, but I'm going to ask you. Anyway. Okay. Would you rather be gluten-free or dairy-free? Oh, ooh. yeah, dairy-free. Yeah. I knew yeah. you'd say, oh, do you like dairy? Ooh, too dairy Yeah. Exactly, so... What did you say? Uh, I think dairy-free as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of cuisines you can quite happily munch without dairy. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> Uh, I'd miss the gluten too much. Yeah, that's not bad. Really and if you could only eat for. European food, I mean, again, I know the answer, but only European food or Asian food for the rest of your life? Oh, European. Oh, right. Yeah. These days. You swung back five years I ago. Have, yeah, it, a, would, it would probably do my head in a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing quite fresh enough in European cuisine, mm. I would say. Yeah? I said Asian, yeah. Did you? Especially from, from like the dairy-free stuff. I mean, I just I feel like I'd rather die eating like a shank than some noodles. Or something. I know you get shanks in with yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. fucking cow soy. With yeah, no, no I know that, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Brown food, like face down in a plate of mash, is better than face down in a bowl of cow soy. Yeah, I'd rather do the cow soy. Really? Yeah. But you'd rather die like the Godfather, wouldn't you, in a tomato patch? I'd rather die in a rice paddy. Really? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't really yeah. care where. I don't want. I don't massively want to die anywhere. No. But it's going to happen. You're going to have to die somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like oh. If what, you tell uh, me where, I'll, I'll kill you there. <laughs> um, what about on the dales? Over a. Like, I would genuinely, and obviously, I've still, I've still got the sort of romantic hangover of Thailand. But I'd genuinely rather die with like a cold bottle of Chang, a massive line of Chang. <laughs> And a shitload of spicy food. Really? But then, yeah. then somebody's got to sort out getting your body back, I'm not, shipping it back. I don't give a shit about logistics. But you will. You'd be like, I'd have to call They've got to get your body back. like, he's totally OD'd. I'm sorry. He got out of control in Phuket. And I don't know how to get his body back. I'm not good at organising things. He was good at organising stuff, to be fair. I'll probably forget. <laughs> but so your body gets left on a runway somewhere. you either got to do it from Thailand or from Sicily. With your two binary thingy-majigs. Yeah, that's true. Sis- I can't see you sorting it out from Sicily either. But I'm the one who's be dead in Sicily. Ah. Oh. And you would sort it out because you're good at sorting stuff out. That's what I'm saying. I'd leave your body on the runway. I'd get you tinned. I'd just get you, like, mashed up and tinned. Well, then- like, put through, like, a tomato yeah. pulpo thing. Yeah, bring you back in tins of tomato. Mutti. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're on the tarmac getting eaten by frogs. That's fine. Did you listen to Dorno Porter on... I did. What a, what a lovely, lovely... And it got a bit got a bit choked up with the old mum thing, but... Um, what about mum? 
Oh, we had mum dying when she was seven and everyone being sad and she was just trying to make everyone laugh. And What, did that make you sad? Yeah, it did somehow. Really? Yeah. I was probably starving. Well, I just did that anyway. Made everyone laugh and my mum wasn't dead. So I don't need an excuse <laughs> to make the world laugh. But I did, I did, anyway, I chuckled at her trying to trying to make a phone call about getting her husband fired into uh, space brilliant. and like trying to explain to the woman that it was a present for his 40th for when he dies. And she was like, so when did he die? So he's not dead, yeah. but I want to get this thing. Anyway, listen to it. Dawn O. Porter on the yeah. Adam Buxton podcast. That was very good. She was, um, she was a lovely human being. Yes. Lovely girl. Um, Coming up. On yeah. the podcast this week. No, do you want to do it? No, 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 not at all. No, because you were about to do it then. No, no, I wasn't. I was I moving to there and then usually you would do it, so you do it. Crack on. We've got um, the Guardian food editor, Bob Robert <laughs> Granleys. I call him Bobby. I call him Bobbles. Bobbles. <laughs> um, he's a big Tottenham fan. We're recording the day Mourinho has been hired as the new Tottenham manager, so he's going to be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's always in a good mood. He's, he's, he's renowned, renowned for, for his cheery disposition. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's been a friend of ours for some years, so I think this will be a really lovely, good-natured conversation. Dog lover, miserable bastard, coming up after the jingle. Day for the fucking Spurs. Oh shit! <laughs> we are we are recording, so get, get as close as you can and t- t- tell us about um, the last twenty four hours in the life of White Hart Lane. Uh, miserable, basically, more than anything <laughs> else. Completely miserable. So when we heard the news last night, I was sending people texts going, "It's going to be fucking Mourinho. It's going to be Mourinho." You knew it. And, or sensed uh, it? I, said, well, I don't know. I just, I just had an inner feeling. And then I woke up this morning to see Joy. See he was, that, he's wearing a going. terrible waterproof jacket in training today as well. Was he? But it's yeah. not, even, not even raining. Yeah, but they, were, they had the sprinklers on. Oh, God. And he was wearing a purple, oversized waterproof jacket, which. Has it got, has it got the Spurs logo on JM? He used to, when he first turned up, he was a bit suave and a bit kind of cool looking. And ever since then, it's just been downhill, and now he's wearing purple he's waterproofs. He looks like he's just got off a ride at Disney. He's like a pound shot of potch. <laughs> so do you think the sacking was uh, unfair? Well. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But I think he'd lost the, t- he'd lost the team anyway. Because we're not very good. Nah. Very, very bad, in fact. I mean, l- some games I've seen this season are just like, you just want to... Yeah. How long have you been uh, following Spurs obsessively? I've had a season ticket since... Probably the age of about 22. Right. So, so 10, 10, 15 years. Yeah, about 10 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 about 10 years. Yeah, about Classic. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I'm not as old as your wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice try and dobbing me in on Twitter, by the way, but she hasn't been on it for about two years. So. That's right, I'll do it on Instagram then. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> for those who don't know you, Bob, what's the job description? Uh, greedy sod at The Guardian. More or less. Accidental hype beast. Yeah, that. Yeah, not that accidental though. Do you do you see yourself? So the accidental hype beast moniker was. Who gave you that? I think it was Adam Cochlan at Eater. Yeah. It may have been him. Because your your Instagram, while not renowned necessarily for the quality of photography, is renowned for 
sort of driving a certain type of food lover to the right places. You 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 know you you ha- you have uh, quite a lot of weight, but you know that. Well, not that heavy, but um, come on. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Not a, not a huge amount. I don't think. I don't. It's it's all nonsense anyway, isn't it? But you you edit Grace now. I edit Grace now, yeah. And you used to edit Marina when she was there. Yes, and before. Because when uh, one of the first times we met and had a drink together, and there was something going on about something, I think it was probably part of the long running, which gets covered on here way too much. Sort of eater, old school media wars of the last few years or whatever. Wars yeah. is a bit excessive. But wars is a little bit excessive. Yeah, but the occasional that, skirmish. Like jostles. Yeah. Yeah. That old, yeah, that sort yeah. of jostling. And and you said the best thing, which I was like, oh, I, think, I think I'd probably, probably get on quite well with Bob, apart from the fact that I'd say we're both quite grumpy. But the other thing was you just went, to be honest, mate, it's only fucking tea, isn't it? Well, it is at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like people make such a fuss about it and you go, you know, it's iconic this and iconic that. It's just a fucking restaurant. It's not groundbreaking. It's somewhere where you go to eat some food and have a nice time with your friends. But you're supposed to not think that, aren't you? Like well, in your, in your I'm ro- supposed in your to think. Role. No, it's my role is to sort of talk to Grace about where she's going to go and decide and have a sort of like vague plan of having a sort of like London, not London split, which yeah. is obviously another bugbear for readers who don't live in London. Um, and that's it. And to tell people what's good and what's not good. But you get doughy-eyed about certain places. Yeah, you do, certain so places. But that's, you know, but everybody, you get, you're allowed to get doughy-eyed, but I don't, I'm not going, walking around saying Neil Borthwick's bloody icon of the, of, the, <laughs> of the London food scene. He's just a cook, and he makes, his, makes people nice food. There's not, nothing particularly groundbreaking about anything that he's doing. So you've edited currently Grace, Marina, before Marina, John, John Manchester. And then Matthew Fort before that. Oh, I'm Matthew Norman. Yeah. I've been through a few. Who's Matthew Norman? Matthew Norman used to be a columnist. He was was one of the people who could do everything. He was a political satirist. He wrote comment pieces for The Independent. He wrote stuff for The Spectator. He wrote our restaurant reviews for us. And then he went to The Telegraph after us as a restaurant reviewer there. But he's just one of those polymaths who uh, could turn his hand to anything. The Lanchester moment which is relatively brief was like, I just think he's such a phenomenally good writer and, and like, obviously incredibly bright and wise guy but he got completely he got like, trashed online a line. fair amount but then they I mean but everybody does to an extent you say that I'm always John, they picked on John unnecessarily though because he like his, well, mainly because I think because he was a I mean he was a literary figure yeah. So when somebody like that's writing a restaurant review, I mean, for instance, Will Self used to do the restaurant reviews for the Observer magazine. Yeah. And, I and did, New Statesman, didn't he? And I did a couple of shifts on the Observer magazine. The first time I did uh, edited one of his columns, I, I got the thesaurus out and looked up all the words <laughs> and made them ones that people would understand. Right. Which is basically doing a reverse whatever he was, whatever he does. Um, and I got told <laughs> off. I got told off so badly. I mean, of course, that man's he's, he's got to sit in front of the thesaurus when he's writing his pieces because some you know nobody uses ampersand instead of and yeah you know or whatever word he, he, yeah. you know it's just you know any mini mini mo which is the most obscure one i can find he's he's got great vocabulary bob you know uh, because well, of the yeah. thesaurus diving yeah. um i'm sure i was going to say something really interesting about john lanchester but it's disappeared who have you I mean, he did get he did get a kicking but um and you know quite a lot of it was unfair but i think it was just it was probably envy more than anything yeah. else 
And then uh, we were encouraged at one point to sort of join in below the line. Um, and uh, that wasn't much fun because then they would just pile onto you instead. So, uh, so, I mean, I've done it a few times. I've done a few standing reviews over the years. And, yeah. then, you know, and I've started going, I've got to join in because I've been told I've got to join in. And then after about five minutes, you regret it bitterly and then you want to run away and hide and call and drink seven pints of cider. So. Yeah, you don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. No, it's like a bar fight, isn't it? You know, if somebody's getting... It's not even a bar fight. Like, it's not even, like, even a bar fight. It's just it's, it's, it's like shout, shouting, shouting names at someone out the top, top deck of a bus as you're driving past. It's not really, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not even a fight. It's just, it's just weird. Would you jump in on a bar fight? On the bar fight? Yeah, somebody's is one of your mates. Osh, Osh is in Normans, and Osh is getting a kick in off yeah, a couple I've, of dudes. Yeah, well, I've got training. Have you? Yeah, well, my first job was a bouncer. It wasn't. It was. That was my segue into yeah. Bob's origin story. Yeah, How the hell did you end up becoming food editor for The Guardian? I've, I'm not a food editor. I'm just a sort of general food bod. Food bod. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really remember. I, I was living with a mate in Brixton and he got a call to come and do some shifts at the Guardian but he wasn't there and the bloke who called was someone I knew and he said uh, do you want to come in and do some shifts and I went yeah right as a what? Uh, as then it was as a sub originally and then my then the editor of that section which was Weekend Magazine Deborah Orr decided that she liked me and wanted me to be a political satirist so she went downstairs to the big Jesus and said give this man a job or I'm leaving and wow. five minutes later I got a phone call saying do you want a job and I went yeah alright wow so and you were and that was what you were very vocal obviously about uh, her passing recently which is yeah, really it was, sad. yeah it was sad but, she know. was your she was my boss she was the one who made me what I am really I wouldn't wow. be doing this without her but then wow. she wasn't. She never forgave me for not wanting to be a political satirist. Though. Did you ever do any of that? Yeah, I did a yeah. little bit of stuff. Yeah, I did a little. I used to write a thing called Zeitgeist, which was right at the front of the paper, which was just a silly little sort of ten silly stories, you know, all those little spins on political things of the week and whatever. Were you a, an iconic columnist? No, I was no. not an iconic no. columnist. I was a standing columnist no. who. Uh, and when this call came in, you were a bouncer. No, no, I was a bouncer. I, 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 I was working there. Right. Already as a as a casual, right. she made me, she made them give me a job. So how did you get from bouncing to get into the Guardian? Or were you bouncing at the Guardian? No, I wasn't bouncing <laughs> at the Guardian. Mind you, in my first week on staff, I did actually have a fight and got banned from the ground show. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Not many people get so, banned from the ground show, yes, especially probably not yes, back then. Yes. Yeah, so was that eighteen six? Seventeen forty two. I remember it well. I'm like, how did you I'm get like Prince the- Andrew. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know. No, I I was in the crowd show that night. I remember yeah, weirdly, I would remember, vividly yeah, headbutting someone. <laughs> yeah. How did you get in a fight? Oh, there's a very silly art dealer who was um, uh, rude. Bob beat up Jay Joplin. Was it I Jay didn't Joplin? beat him up. It was, oh, was Jay Joplin. Jay Joplin? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was uh, the only art dealer I could think of. Yes, that one. Yeah. Wowza. Um, so you were, but why were you a bouncer? Where were you bouncing? I was bouncing at the academy and at Wembley. So when I was at university, I got a summer job with a security outfit whose contract included the academy, and I lived down the road in Brixton. And then after college, I stayed on, and I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. You know, you got paid cash in hand, only worked in the evenings, which meant you could go and sign on and get your housing benefit and all that and I was squatting at the time as well was <laughs> <laughs> it creaming it yeah absolutely I was probably richer then than I am now yeah definitely and then uh, 
I gave it up when I was about 26, 27. Because I was very lippy when I was younger. Really? So tall, lippy, and a security jacket on. People just tend to sort of go, oh, I'll leave him alone. Yeah. Or I'll do as he says. Or I'll just swing a punch. Or, just well, no, no, you didn't really get very much of that. No? No, and the weird thing about gigs is when you'd, go to, you'd, you'd be doing a gig and you'd think, this is going to be horrendous. It was like, you know, something like Yellow Man at the Academy. And you think, this is going to be awful. And they're all good as gold. Whereas you go to something like uh, The Cure at Wembley, it was a bloody nightmare because it's full of 16-year-old teenagers off their tits. And it was just right. mayhem. It was like a riot. And you're standing in the middle of it. I, just, I do have an image of you, because uh, for those of you who don't, Bob's quite tall, but just to imagine you with like a bunch of like little teenage goths sort of hanging off you like a yeah, that's sort of thing. Yeah, 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 I did get kicking a couple of times. And then so the transition to the, the food side of things, was that... Did, were you interested in food, or was that just? Yeah, like, I've always, I've always right. been. I mean, I used to spend all my spare money on going out to eat, really. Um, and when I started at the Guardian, I met Matthew Fork. He, the food pages of the Guardian were all in weekend at the time. Yeah. And then we worked out very quickly that I was greedier than he was. And then so when he started being slowly manoeuvred out or chose to do less and less and less I just took over a little bit more right. and more and more and then when he left it was it was like de facto just they'll let him deal with it because so he just, wrote a lovely you know ode to you when he left didn't he I seem to remember don't remember that I do what what on his in the paper I think it was a sort of farewell and his you know final paragraph was you know thanks to Jeff, thanks to Samantha, most of all, thanks to Bob Grandley's. Maybe it was passive aggressive. He's, he's fucking elbowed me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's bounced me out. No, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a lovely old boy. Matty. But were you gonna like write? You know, was that sort of your? Uh, no, you? no, I didn't. I, it was. Um, I've I've never really written that much. I've, I mean, I used to do the odd bit, of, you know, the old travel piece and the old little standing column for so and so, or restaurant column. Um, and I never really had any great urge to write. It was more more like uh, I think I'm better at looking at what other people have written and, and then saying that's not right. Or the, the jigsaw puzzle. A lot of things like especially with features, they're like a big jigsaw puzzle. So you can get someone who is brilliant at getting a story, but they're really bad at writing it down. So they get it all asked about tip, and you look at it in its entirety, and you go, that bit works better up there, and that bit. Works. So you move something that they think is the payoff. It's actually the the lead, right. and you and you and then you reorder it based around that. And then if you need to, you know, what you're trying not to do is get to send it back to them to have another go, but not very often. And also, I mean, a lot of those, lots of those people do horrible things like go to war zones, and I ain't going to be doing that. Yeah. So we used to, I mean, you know, used to sort of people like Audrey Gillen and, <laughs> and Maggie. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Kane, we used, you know, they they got off to these places, and I'm, you know, not, you for, not for me, for not for me. Up. Mind you, once I did when I started growing a beard years and years ago, it was at the height of uh, the Afghan War or something, I think. And um, somebody came up to me and said, "Why have you got such a big beard?" And I just, I said to them, I "said uh, Oh, I'm going to be embedded with the Taliban to see what sort of food they <laughs> eat um, in the hills." So that's why I'm, you know, looking all pas- looking looking all Pashtun. That's what I'm doing. And they believed me. And they went running around the building telling everybody that I was going to be embedded with the Taliban. And I was just they're going, "Oh God!" You know, like some people are so gullible. I was in Thailand with Audrey Gillen earlier this year, and just hearing about her time in Iraq was pretty. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine 
ever wanting to put myself in that situation. I mean, Norman's on a Saturday night, bad enough. <laughs> so, and the box, I mean, that's about the nearest comparison. Never go to the box. Never go to the box. Ever. That's the, you know, the golden rule. It's always, they're, the they're, they're, they're all those places in London that every time you walk in them, you go to your head is going. I should walk not away. be walk here. Away. Walk away. That's and what Sam you, and I say when we go to the vault. And then yes, you like, and then you yeah. walk in and then you bad things happen. Go. What, what what happened then? Usually involving us. Last, we, last time I was in the box, I ended up talking to a helicopter gunship pilot, and that was an intense conversation. What serving? Helicopter gunship pilot or mercenary? Uh, that, that was relatively unclear. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a job. That is a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just take a little pause to say yeah. thank you to Gospel Green? <laughs> Gospel Green, the second ship. Gospel Green cider. We've got the 2016 vintage. It's basically champagne method, second fermentation in the bottle. That's how you get your fizz. Deliciously dry, isn't it, Bob? It is very dry. Thanks, Gospel yeah. Green, for and sending us this yeah. delicious cider. I mean, it's better than, old Rose. <laughs> better, better than old Rosie, anyway. Let's, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably move off gunships. The, the other thing that you did say the first time I met you, which was the first one, um, it's only tea, and the other thing you said, oh, the fucking, uh, I'm a newspaper man. You just said, I'm a paper man. You know that was your that was your line, which I just thought. For somebody, I think especially now when people talk about food so much and there's all the you know internet food stuff, but you were very much just like it's paper, and you just flat out said that. And I just thought, in a world where everyone's oh you know we're doing online and we're doing video and stuff, which I'm sure is stuff that is obviously in your orbit or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying you're a luddite at all, but just the way that obviously you approach what you do. Well, the, the point of what we do is I mean the difference between a a a restaurant critic in a national broadsheet and a, a blogger or an Instagrammer who takes pretty pictures of food and never says they've just been invited and they got it for free, um, is that the person who writes for the newspaper is there to sell the newspaper. They're not there to sell the restaurant. Um, so they're not doing the same job. Totally, yeah, but that's like a fundamental difference. Yeah, well, it is a fundamental difference. But really in the same online, on, the online stuff that we do, it's there to promote the paper. It's there to promote Brand Guardian. It's not there to mm. promote the thing you're writing about. And that's, you know, I mean, Jay Rayner, for instance, he's you know, he's constantly saying, "I'm here to sell the paper. I'm not here to, well, and to sell his own books, probably." But um, <laughs> <laughs> and his band. Oh, and his band. Yeah, I forgot about his band. Oh, and his and his talking tour. Talking tour, stand yeah. up. He calls it yeah, stand up. Yeah, does he call it that? He doesn't. He doesn't stand up all that length of time, does he? Come on. He must sit down. Um, so I mean, that's it. That's it. There's, it there's, there's no. What's the word? Uh, there's no bottom. There's no other bottom line. The bottom line is yeah, we sell. Yeah. We sell newspapers, but and if like, we do, and if we don't sell newspapers, we don't have a job. Yeah. Whereas if a blogger doesn't get enough hits they just give up being a blogger yeah or if they're not getting enough invites to free restaurant meals they'll give up being a blogger you know unless they just want to go to La Tasca or wherever <laughs> who doesn't want to go to La Tasca I was uh, <laughs> I was in EE today as discussed the phone shop and uh, the woman is this another sponsor no, no. <laughs> wish it was the woman looking after me was like oh, what do you do uh, restaurants and stuff, all oh, big time of year, Christmas stuff. You do a lot of Christmas parties. No, um, 
they get they get sort of you know seduced by every major chain in the land. So she's like, you know, ZZ come in with a load of puddings for them. Everyone's trying to get their. Um, I don't know what how this relates to restaurant oh bloggers and stuff freebies. Yeah, like everyone's trying to get the Christmas party. She's like, we'll spend fifteen thousand pounds on the E Christmas Christmas gig. gig. It's like wow, everyone wants it? it. Yeah. But there must be a lot of people who work at EU. So I don't think we can do that many Should sandwiches. Take some sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll bring them some soft Where's serve. Where's the Guardian Christmas party this year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Yeah. Do you not get invited? I do get or invited. do you have to sort it out? I do, no, I don't have to sort it out. I do get invited. But, do you um, like Christmas? Yeah, it's all right. At least you get a couple of weeks off work. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yes, it's it's... It's a fun time of year. I'm not actually. I'm not actually Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. For for people also who don't know, say previous uh, friend of the podcast, not previous friend of the podcast, previous guest on the podcast, friend of the podcast, Osh. Jesus Rogers Christ! Is, it took you a while to get there. I know, but I felt like yeah, it sort of sounded weird. Um, You've done half ramble. Is one of your good mates. He is. Yes. Uh, over Christmas, do you guys? hang out Christmas Day Boxing Day Christmas Eve Eve, famously Christmas Eve we did well well, the day before Christmas Eve because my Christmas is Christmas Eve anyway because I'm half German and my mother's my mother's fully German and obviously um, and uh, we have our Christmas celebration on Christmas Eve so this was the day before Christmas Eve we went for a he rang me up at about 8 o'clock because we live quite close to each other and he said you you know fancy a quick pint and I went (laughs) look some more clock oh yeah it's nine o'clock what could possibly go wrong and this was in back in the days when the pub shut at 10 30 11 or something on a sunday i got home at seven and the next morning the next morning and um yeah i didn't feel very well and then osh phoned me and said have you got any wine and i said uh, i've got a couple of bottles for tonight yeah wine." he said uh, well, I need some wine because Tracy's his wife, mum and dad were coming for Christmas Eve and for Christmas Day and we haven't got any. And I said, uh, well, you had loads of it last night. I said, we drank it all. <laughs> and I went, oh, and that's why I felt so bad. So, and then his, wife, then his to... wife issued an asbo on us going out with each other at Christmas. So Christmas, you just miss one another. Uh, yeah, terribly. We, it is we, the greatest love story in the London it, restaurant scene, I'd say. You I'm not sh- sure it's the greatest love story in the London restaurant scene. What do you, you reckon it is? I think you two, probably. Yeah, you well, know. no, we predate. Ours is more raw. It's more <laughs> raw. Yours <laughs> is a love story than raw. Story. You, I mean, look at the state here. <laughs> <laughs> but yours, yours, it's like Lady in the Tramp or something, like isn't it? Yours like, is like embers, which people know that there's just... You know, there's it's just a thing. We, make, we, we are on the same wavelength. So we, and we hate the same people. But he, I would say, Osh gets more um, sort of amped up by these situations than you do. Amped up. Yeah, Which you situations? Know, you know, like these food world sort of kerfuffles. Osh is one sort of weighed in. Oh yeah, I, so, I think he does and, a lot. And of, you're like, oh, it's tea. He does a lot of playing devil's advocate that way. That he's, he, he likes stirring. He likes winding up Eater by writing his own. In a list. His list, yeah, he does do that. He's given yeah. up on that. Yeah. No, he hasn't. No, he, he was not? talking about doing he another one the other day. Anyway, we were thinking about, yeah, he was thinking about doing another one the other day. He's going to do best I think food it was podcasts. Gonna, no, it was going to be best omelettes or something weird like that. Okay. Even Ball though set. he thinks an omelette, but he, he's of the wrong opinion that a quiche is an omelette. What? 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 Because it's set egg, isn't it? So, you know, but he's Irish, so. Yeah. What do they know about eggs? Don't know. What's just, your take on an omelette? My take on an omelette? Yeah. I don't have a take on an omelette. Do you omelet. like an omelette? 
I occasionally have an omelette, yeah, yeah. sometimes have a proper omelette, like old-fashioned French one, and sometimes I'll do one of those little fancy Japanese ones with the omelette. What, you'll make that? Yeah. Or you'll buy one? No, I'll make it. Do you cook? I cook it every day if I'm at home. Do you? Yeah. You're not home very much, you're usually in Normans, but so um, well, one day a week you're at home. Yeah, well, when I'm at home, what's the, what's the Bob Gates? Uh, Apart from fancy omelettes. What did I make last night? I made Nazi Goring last night. Really? Uh, and a little chicken curry to go with it, and a little cucumber salad with all the little icambulis and all that sort of bits mm. and pieces. Did all that last night. Um, I can't remember what I made. The but is that before. for you and the missus and the kids? or what? Well, That was for me and the kids last right. night, yeah. And then the night before, what day was the night before? Monday. Yeah. I was at home, but I can't remember what I made. Maybe an omelette? No, I didn't make an omelette on Monday. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> You know what I say omelet. about making an omelette? What? You've got to break some eggs. You do have to break some yeah. eggs to make an omelette. That is a fact. It's essential. Yeah, yeah nobody can argue with that. Uh, talk to us about vegan oysters. Vegan oysters? Well, they, I, I think I've proven dis- demonstrably that they they might be vegan. <laughs> I never read that piece. I saw it and I was like, I think I know what the argument is there, so I couldn't be asked to read it. But well, it's quite compelling, the whole, you you can make the argument for being a vegan and have, have oysters. Well, I, I mean, there, there were, you know, I, I spoke to a couple of people who self-identify as vegans, as we say these days, yeah. um, uh, who eat oysters because they're thick. Um, oysters have no central nervous system. They have no central nervous system and they're, com- they're non-sentient. So yeah. they are less meaty than a tree. Less meaty than a tree? Yeah, they don't, so they don't react. They don't react to danger, whereas a tree does. If somebody cuts yeah. into a tree, it reacts. The whole yeah. being of the tree reacts and it sort of flinches and does all sorts of weird... What do you, believe, what do you think about panpsychism? I don't know what panpsychism is. So everything is uh, conscious. I mean, we're not all will self. <laughs> panpsychism is the theory that everything on a molecular level is conscious because the little whizzy bits, you know, quarks. Well, that, yeah, but that's, I mean, we could, I mean, that's like that Nietzschean thing with the eternal recurrence where you, every single, you know, the universe is a finite space. Therefore, there are a finite number of atoms in it. So when we die, when we break down, we then. Rematerialize our atoms rematerialize as something else, right. and eventually you come to a point where it all happens again because there's only a finite yeah. number of solutions for each of those atoms to go in, and they'll come back to being you one day. Sometimes running a restaurant feels like that, it's just back to I can on. imagine. It's, um, yeah, you know. did you get a lot of blood? I just saw someone on Twitter when I asked for some questions for you, asked about the vegan oysters. Was there a lot of blowback on um, below um, the line? No, or? well, it was a bit clickbaity, um, <coughs> yeah, of course. Um, but How much do you think about that sort of stuff? Well, not because you got to sell the paper, right? You got to sell. The well, you got to sell the paper. So the, the idea is that readers are meant to write in with these questions, and you pick, you cherry pick, obviously. And You're how not often gonna, are these all reader questions? It's not like some weeks there are no questions, so you make them up. No, you got. I mean, there's a big. Well, I've got a big backlog of yeah. questions that are not answering. You know, because you know, there's only so many times I want to write about bread. Yeah. You know, so it's, even though. How do you get a really good crust on a sourdough? That, that sort, sort of thing, yeah. Well, how do you make a sandwich? Well, you you're know. talking to the well, right guy. Well, I'm not, so, too, I'm not too sure. 
you, know, <laughs> you haven't done the, you haven't done the peanut butter and uh, salami. Sal- no, no, that's no, that's so jam. salami and strawberry jam. Salami and strawberry jam. You've got to try that one. Yeah. Um, you're not winding us up. That is a bold that smash. is a thing. I used to I, when I was young. How I used drunk to, slash high? Not at all. It was. It, it's just pork and chutney. But it's not. It's strawberry jam. It's, it's still fruit chutney. <sighs> It's not though, is it? Yeah. Chutney's got spice in it. It's a high, you know, acidity. Well, the spice is in the salami, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, awesome herbs. Yeah. So there's the strawberry jam and salami, and what was the other one? Peanut butter, very strong cheddar, tomato, and salad cream. <laughs> it's the salad cream. And a load of you've got to have salad cream. I don't like salad cream. Well, that's where you're going wrong. But that's you know, yeah, yeah my subjective, you know, nonsense. Um, not everyone likes the mergers in the back. No, no. Not, I mean, so we had someone in today. It always annoys when when you just get the tray back and then they've already gone, so you can't find out. They ordered the vegan salad, which was... Is a that mis- a microwave burger? <laughs> that is not a microwave finally, burger. So, I was wondering what you're doing. This is, this is probably three months ago we discussed having rustlers on here and never got round to it because that's the podcast for you. Oh. But you've done it. I've done it. Oh, you've got a rustler. Christ. And it was 60 Bob, seconds. you've had a rustler before. I've never had a rustler. You've never had a rustler? I've never had a rustler. So James has never had a rustler either. And rustlers are fucking delicious. I feel They're like I should awful. move on to the red wine now. You probably should. I've never... That doesn't look... That looks quite mean, actually. It doesn't look mean. I think it looks fine. It, it does look delicious. Look at it. No, it's it doesn't. Awesome. What are you talking about? It looks like a bird. Oh. So, rustlers are bad for the world, I'm sure. I reckon they're probably... Well, they still a lot of Do they come in a bag or in a box? In a little box. And then you microwave it. You take it out, take the, box, it out of the box, and then you throw the box it. in the recycling because we're yeah. all yeah. Um, and then you just microwave it for how long? So I just read on the packet, which I didn't know. Uh, so it should be one minute fifty seconds. But they say not as tasty in sixty seconds. No, with other things. But the quarter pound. Maybe that's for a regular one. This is a quarter pounder rustler. Generous. That's a quarter pounder. That's a quarter pounder. Yeah. Looks like something sat on it. So, but the. For regular, they just say one minute fifty seconds at eight hundred watts. Is it watts? Microwaves? Yeah, yeah. W, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, but but for a re- it says something like for an advanced or a classy or something. I can't remember the word for on the packet. My odd reaction. You do <laughs> it. For, you do it for forty seconds late, uh, less, and you toast the bun. I haven't toasted. What the you bun. take? Well, so you have to take the bun off the rustler, toast it, toast it. But the bun's got sauce all over it. So I've just put the sauce in. You add the sauce oh, and the cheese oh, you add, afterwards. Afterwards, oh, okay. Yeah. So the presentation on the sauce—that's down to me. That's not down to the rustler co. Right. Okay. So let's have another look at this. But so you do it forty seconds less. But, like and, if you want not, your rustler medium. Not professional sandwich. Purveyor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't microwave the sandwiches. The no, sauce I know. But you, 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 and you, it will make them. So. But you, oh, right. Look. So you've never had a rustler. Before. I've never had a rustler before. Right. All of these burger slingers in town. But then I've never had a Nando's either. I've only had one and it was awful. No, this is good. It's not. It's fine. <laughs> Most things are fine though, aren't they? That's yeah. the difficulty. The but this is awesome know. that you've never had one either. We can all try it together, Bob. That's the problem with being a restaurant critic. Most things are fine. How do you write about something being fine? That's the boring thing, isn't yeah. it? You know, yet another bloody six, seven out of ten gastro pub. God, I'm going to love the, this, aren't I? The parfait was okay, fine. Oh, okay. this is going to be nice. Oh, it smells a bit. It smells good. It smells delicious. It's, it smells more of the bread than anything else. Fresh beef bread. That is chewier than I remember them being. That is very chewy. It's also got some alarming crunchy bits in it. Like <laughs> bits of scrotum or something. Gristle. What the flavour's not bad. The flavour's not that, but the, but the bun's horrible. 
The bun's really, really minging. Yeah, you need to toast it. But the bun's been through the microwave, so that's not good, is it? That low-grade beef has always got, like, over... It's overly peppered to overly compensate for... What, lack of flavour? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that bad. It's chewy, and it's the bun's good. bad. But imagine it's, if I it's toasted not that, that good. bun. It's not that good. If you went into Honest Burger and they said we've got a new burger on, do you want to be our guinea pig? And they put that in front of you, you're not going to go, that's not too bad. You go, what the fuck? Yeah, but Honest Burger would be charging like yeah, that was, 12 quid for it. That was £2.50, which I thought was a bit spendy, but... £2.50? £2.50 for, for that. You can get two McDonald's cheeseburgers for that. Yeah, yeah, but you're not, you, you know, you're not, uh, all right. But you've got a microwave at home. Fuck off. What's your, are awesome. What's your go-to, um... You know, you've had a few sherbets and you need a quick bite of that ilk, McDonald's. Um, sorry, I'm still chewing this <laughs> damn thing down. The bun is bad. Can I get the some wine, is really bad. It's preparing our <laughs> listeners for um, the Christmas mm. special, hearing all this so, um, chewing. I don't go to McDonald's very often. In fact, the only I think... I do have a little tradition that I keep to myself, which is after the OFM Awards every year, where they... You know, wine and dine you and everyone gets hammered I always have a McDonald's at Waterloo Station holding my OFM goodie bag oh nice yeah I would do that but they don't invite me Giza was in the sandwich shop today wasn't he that's why I didn't talk to him oh is it yeah, oh, were, you, bit, were you still bitter about that he didn't invite me did he no he probably doesn't know who you are he's the face that's fine he'll know who I am one day mm. he's crossing me because I, I VIP'd his first sons and daughters sandwich and then uh, you haven't done it since. No, no, but I did it with the day you came in as well. Mm. And he was moaning there was too many prawns in it. And it's because I VIP'd it. So they put in more prawns thinking, but then it sort of fell in, in his... Well, you didn't VIP my magos. You didn't put more magos in mine, did you? Absolutely not. It's you, Bob. Oh, right, but, you know, he's a real big, big shot player. Yeah, Sam just wants that invite. If he there does. was a Guardian Awards, I'd be VIPing <laughs> everything. Well, Tiki Off Awards coming. You'll be getting the questionnaire soon. Yeah. There's a Tiki Off Awards, is yeah. there? Yeah. Most iconic restaurant. That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What is the? We've had a we had a, um, Will Lander on last week. Yeah. Um, talking about quality chop. Uh, I've talked about uh, St John recently. Like for you, like what are sort of some iconic restaurants that deserve you to can't be? Can't use the word iconic though. Can you not? That's the point. Oh. Yeah. Why? Why is that the point? Because it's just a, a non-word. Okay, but you know what I mean. Of course. What, Classic. Important, important restaurants? Yeah, for you. Significant. Significant, yeah. Restaurants with influence. Yeah, but that's different. Because that's like, oh, Kiln has influence because everyone loves Kiln. But is Kiln Well, like... does it have influence? Because I don't think you're going to see that many people opening up. Sure, exactly. Um, places that yeah. do that. But restaurants are you... If somebody somebody's never been to London before, a friend of yours is coming over, you've got any friends in... Um, Belize for example for example yeah um, so your friend from Belize is coming over it, depends it how, might be John McAfee who's on the run it depends how much money they've got but if it's him I'd send him off to the <laughs> Connor or somewhere yeah. like that. But, but you've got to make a move it's like I really want to know what's the you know where should I go in London where are you sending people I'd still send them to St John mostly quality chop um but you got to pick one. Or you send them, oh, well, you, would uh, you send them to both of them? No, I probably wouldn't. Because they're similar I'd, DNA, right? Well, they're similar DNA, but they're not... No, I'm not saying right. the same. But my favourite restaurant is 40 Maltby Street. Is it? Because mm. that guy can cook. You like cooks, though, don't you? 
I do you like cooks. Chefs yeah. as much as. Um, well, I don't know. What, I've, I've got you know lots of friends who are cooks, stroke chefs, but they would mostly, most of them, I'd say, would refer to themselves as cooks, irrespective of what anybody else. Are you matey with um, Tom Norrington Davis? Who I do know Tom. Yes, because because he. Cause he you know, I don't know how involved he was with 32 Great Queen Street by the end. Uh, by the end, no, where he was off being a guru. Yeah, he's a yoga so teacher. He's a yoga stuff, teacher, and, um, and he... Jesus Christ, I was reading about the Bikram yoga dude today. Who's that? Oh, the man in the pants. Yeah, the dude in the pants. Yeah. And he looks like a bit a like he looks a bit like James, doesn't he? Right. Right. Dissimilar. He's not dissimilar. dissimilar. Do you wear black pants? speedos? At all times. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a pair now. All right, good. good. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that was what. What did up, he yeah. do? Sorry. Um, oh, he's he, well, he's made a, he's made millions, and millions of pounds, but he um, used to abuse people who Ooh. came to his hot yoga classes, yeah. and he made people pay. I mean, they paid ten grand, 10 for, grand. to be a, to learn how to be a Bikram yoga teacher, to learn how to turn up the thermostat and yeah. waltz around in a little bat pair of speedos. And, um, it's not a pair. Of and speedos. even though, and then he legged it from. The, he got done, and then yeah. he, he got done for a couple of assaults and stuff, and he Ooh. legged it. And he's still practicing. They've done a Netflix documentary yeah. about it, right? <clears throat> Not sponsored by Netflix yet, but um, yeah, it's it coming. Out. The Guardian thing about it that I read today made it sound fascinating. Yeah, I read that this morning as well. Was, um... So, for those who want to get a read on what happens um, at Guardian Towers. You know, in my head, it's you at a desk, Grace is on the next desk. Well, Grace never comes in the office. What? Yeah. I've got a new desk. I've got a new desk. It's yeah. great. I've got one of those sitting, standing desks. It's got a button on it. And if you press the button, the whole thing rises. Oh, nice. It's like, a, it's like something out of Star Trek. It's, like, it's fantastic. So you had a dodgy back. Does, that's quite yes, helpful, Yes, I had it? a dodgy back, yeah. So it, when my back feels a bit dodgy, I press this button and this whole thing rises. So you can do rises. Stand, so it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like something out of uh, Star Wars or... You know, so if I turned up at the front desk at was it King's Place? You yeah. You know, so if I turn up, can I see Bob? What's what's going on? Do I need a security pass? Uh, you'd or? need to stand at the front desk, and they would ring me up, and then I would say, "Yes, he's coming. He can come in." And they'd then they'd give you a security pass. Right. I think they'd be. But I'd have like... to come and get you. Oh, you have to come down. Yeah, I'd have to come down and get I you. You were at that level where you ain't coming down. No, I'll come down for people to know. Really? Yeah. If someone I don't know, no, yeah. then fuck off. Yeah, I'll just yeah. I'll just sit there going, no, I'm not here. Do you ever get unsolicited sort of freelancers turning up to? No, I don't really get on. What a copy um, sent? For... No, not copy. I'll be that that as well. But that's that's just email, isn't it? But um, and a lot of people seem to think that we're there to help them further their career. So they email you saying, you know, I'm sorry to disturb you, but you know, could you have a look at this and what would you and what do you think and how would you improve it? And you go, I really don't have time to give you careers you know unpaid careers advice um, you know go and do a course or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. actually it's shit yeah yes tough times yeah going back to Deborah the sheet she, we had a fantastic um, um, column that was pitched to weekend years ago and, there was a guy, and the guy wanted to write about um, profanity and it was he was going to choose a, a word a week and write a column on it it's a great idea and uh, her rejection letter of it was um, thanks, very, thanks, <laughs> thanks very much. There's, you know, there are only so many um, f words and c words and whatever words we can, you know, we can print. Um, and you know, also too much swearing is a bit boring and a bit of a cunt. Uh, 
<laughs> and that, that was, her, that that was, was the rejection it. letter, and uh, we never heard from him again. He then founded Viz magazine. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he probably didn't turn into Will Self, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. book's got a kick in. Yeah. You read that? Yes, it, 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 I haven't read his book, no, but it, it did get a kick in. I loved Great Apes, and then the more I read of his after that, and of him, it's like, oh, maybe I should read that again, and I'll be. I like, remember oh, my friend sucks. Paul Wilson that I was in a band with. He read Great Apes, and Paul, which um, he doesn't listen to this, but even if he did, I don't think he'd be offended. He's not. He wasn't like a, a big reader. Yeah. But I remember he was really chuffed that he was like, oh, if you read this, I'm reading this book, Great Apes, by this guy Will Self, and I was like, all right, okay, no, I haven't read it, and he was reading it. And then one day we bunked off school and we hid under his bed because uh, I don't know quite know why. Yeah, it sounds it's weird. Just to read the book now together. It it's like an early book club. No, 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 no. Now it sounds weird. There was a cleaner. What do you mean she now? She was like hoovering in the house and we were under the bed like we're in an American teen movie or something. But I remember seeing this book, Great Apes, and I was like, did you ever finish that book? And he was like, no, I didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet little self story. All right, back uh, to King's Place. Yeah, but what's it so? What's it like? Because you know, it's a bit like it's a, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit like a call center. It's like huge. You know, it's like you know. Th- How many floors are you over? Uh, now we're on two and a half floors. And who's on your floor? Who's the nearest desk? And you've got uh, some big got dogs. We've got German. review and weekend are the nearest desk. Uh-huh. Review, fashion, and weekend are closest to us. And then there's. So you've got the bookish people over there, don't talk to them. Yeah, who's the cool kids in that office? It's the cool you. kids in that office? Yeah. Uh, the cool kids, there aren't any. It's you the and AJ. for Christ's sake. Because we have some of them now, they come into Sons and Daughters, which is lovely. Yeah. Some of the Guardian kids, and I'm like, yeah. Ah, yeah. So you, give them stuff. Cool. You, should, you, should, you should think about doing a little discount card. I, I, I said that to you, and you were like, yeah, they're a bit weird there, they get sent lots of stuff. No, no, they're one for everybody. So yeah. if, I did, if, if people showed their Guardian pass and you oh, gave them five or five percent off or ten percent off, give them ten percent off and then I'll take two percent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Done. All right. A crew. Yeah. <laughs> for your crew. Yeah. I played a gig in King's uh, Place once. Did you? I did. Yeah. When was that? It was years ago. It was beautiful. Solo. Just me. But and, it's me and a piano. What in the big hall bit? That yeah. must have been awful. Oh god, I got. I was so drunk. Prince played there once. He did an impromptu gig there one did night. Yeah. Like, nobody knew. Somebody said, oh, there's a gig going on downstairs, but no one knows who it is, and everyone went downstairs, and then it was Bloody Prince. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I once saw a debate there. I can't remember. Not as sexy as Prince and or me. Well, you wait. Was I sexier than the debate? Was it one I of those remember. food debates? With, yeah. uh, was it the one with Adrian Gill? Yeah, Gill yeah. and Jonathan Meads yeah. versus Janet Street Porter and Rosie Boycott about French cuisine. God, but that was riveting. Uh, I, I remember very little about it other than the fact that uh, obviously Gill and Meads romped home. Did you put your hand up and ask a no, question? No, 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 no. Hugh Wright did. Hugh Wright, well, of course he did. Yeah. What and did he actually like? asked a very good question. The, the motion so do you was, like rustlers? The motion was, <laughs> the motion was French cuisine is, is a spent force or whatever. <clears throat> Boycott and, uh, and Street Porter arguing for the, for, for the motion. Anyway, all righty got up and said in his sort of erudite way is like well cuisine means way of cooking so even if no one gives a shit about French food anymore the way of cooking that was introduced to us by the French is not a spent force so and everyone went yep good point should probably just go home now (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How much did you pay for the ticket for this thing? Oh, okay. £22.50 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so long, it was about 10 years or yeah, you, 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 you still do, What was that? Like Food Fe- Guardian Food Festival or something? No, it was no, the, no it, was King, they, they would have been a, it might have been the London Food Festival. Oh, the London Restaurant Festival. Yeah, it yeah. might have been that. Do you ever get involved with any of that sort of shenanigans? <laughs> Not really, no. I mean, sort of vaguely get involved with taste every now and again. Yeah. Um, get your freebies. <laughs> no, I guess I did, I've judged it, judged that best in taste nonsense a couple of okay. times, and it's but it's just such a shit show. Like bread and circuses, isn't it? Bread and circuses. Yeah. What's that? Well, I don't I know what bread and circuses. What well, I think it's. I mean, it's good that ah, it gives people. That? I think it's a Russian thing, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? I don't know. As long as people got their bread, I mean, it's not. I get the impression Russians are into circuses and bread. Where's the best place you've eaten this year, Bob? Best place I've eaten this year. Sons and daughters. <laughs> no, I feel like you haven't had the full experience. You haven't come in for a Christmas sandwich and a beer yet. I haven't come in for a Christmas sandwich and a beer. I've only Did you like your sandwich, actually? Or, it was all right, yeah, and I needed it that day. I needed a double carb special. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it helped. Uh, what's the best thing I've eaten this year? All right. Let's put that on the Instagram. All right. Yeah. Um, actually, it's kind of... That's, that's praising with fake damnation when it comes to Bob. Uh, yeah. Best thing I've eaten this year was there's a, we had a pie at St John the other day. Right. Yeah, that looked um, good. I was, and there's a group of us who get together every year for this thing that we call Truffle Trip, which usually involves going to Italy, but this year because of the impending Brexit, um, most people said, oh, I can't possibly leave my business like four days after Brexit day because we don't know what's going to happen, so we're going to have to do it in England. So we had our main lunch at St John and uh, we had a chicken and ox tongue pie. And it was bloody gorgeous. Probably the best thing I've eaten this year, that. It was yeah, brilliant. And then the next day we had lunch. Angela Hartnett cooked us lunch in her new gaff. Is she stern, Angela Hartnett? She's not that stern. She's good. But she has a little stern to her, does she? She does have a little stern to yeah. her, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to get her on in 2020. If, yeah. if she, she know, will we're going to invite her. Do. Yeah, you should do. If she would, do you mm. think? Do you think when we get her on, we should play her that episode from? I think we'd have to. It was, I think it'd be I think really like the first ten, ten episodes we did. We did. I, I can't remember how it happened, but we ended up talking about if there was like an apocalypse, and you were in London, and uh, was it you walking around with Angela Hartnett, and she was the only person there, or me? I don't know. In the wasteland of London with Angela Hartnett, and I was a bit like, ah, oh, but she's going to be a bit stern. It was like Are the road. Post, post, yeah, it was like the road. But it was me or James with Angela what, Hartnett. So you were the little boy, and, you, yeah. and she's, and she's, she's a Viggo the Viggo Mortensen. And I'm, yeah, yeah, and she had a bit of Viggo kind of sternness. And I'm like, maybe that's not what you want post apocalypse. Well, it's all going to be a bit grim post apocalypse. Yeah, so, so you'd you be need great, you'll be great. To bring some bands like you. Big no, but you need, you need something, but she. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably. You'd be, you'd be better off with me than Ange. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bit of stern there. Yeah, just keep me supplied with cider. I'll be fine. You haven't done a quiz. I haven't done unbelievably. What the fuck? Quiz. What, 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 what's what's is, the quiz? Bob, do you as usually a regular do a quiz? listener to this podcast, you well know that we do two quizzes. We do the quick fire and we do the overrated, underrated, correctly rated. So I'm taking from... I've just got them all on here. Right. So you should pick at random. Pick at random, yeah. So we'll do... Oh, I have one question. Actually, actually I haven't done okay. the, the... I mean, you've seen some of them. But the Twitter question... Oh, yeah, do, Twitter do the question. Twitter ones, because you did ask, and then we'll do um, So we've already covered the ve- vegan oysters question, haven't we? 
but let me just dig these out. Sam, I'm sure we'll cut around this beautifully. Oh well, yeah. Uh, do you leave all this sort of technical stuff to Sam because you don't know how to do it? Yes. No, uh, no I, I, uh-huh. would, I would figure it out, but Sam does it. James knows other technical things that I don't know, like money and maths. Oh, right, money and maths. Uh, That's quite handy with really, you running a business together. Yeah. The maths bit. Oh, I've got presents for you, haven't I? I would know how to edit this, Sam. Oh, yes, I have a present for each of you. But listen, I just gave you, you, you have some expertise. So give me my expertise. Well, yeah, the technical it. expertise, well, yeah. Flip a coin, and you're gonna, somebody, you, one of you's going to have to call heads or tails. Can I just one, have the best thing? One of you's going to get one thing, and the other one's going to get the other thing. Oh, this is good. Yeah, hold on. I can't find a coin. I've got a Tesco's. You got a trolley thing. Go on, Sam, uh, I don't know what that's in there for. Oh, found a coin. Right, heads or tails? Who's going to call? James tails, because it never fails. The world's just science. Uh, it's tails. Yep. So James gets Quad a sixty-five pound bottle of whiskey. Oh <laughs> God damn it! Wow. Sam gets the forty pound bottle of fake Negroni with no alcohol in it. Oh, <laughs> You, Bob! Mate! Thanks, Bob. You don't like your Scottish whiskey, though. No, that is true, yeah. yeah. No groaning. That's not good. I'll tell you that as well. What's this? Wowza. Are you what telling me it? something? No. How is the new groaning? You were drinking Jesus. this when you were in your office. I tried it. I'm not, I'm not a fan of um, drinks. I mean, that's. That don't have alcohol that's, in them. Well, no, I'm not a fan of drinks that don't have alcohol in it, full stop, but I just think those ones that have. More expensive than the real thing. Yeah, yeah, very true. It's just bloody ludicrous. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's you know, they probably spent years, years and fast expense on um, creating that. But um, it's the equivalent of thirty-seven pound fifty for a seven fifty mil bottle. Okay. Um, it's ten, well, that's ten. Pa- that's, that retails at ten quid. That two hundred mil right. bottle. Grumps. Which is if you want to sponsor us, Negroni, we are all ears. I think yeah. it's delicious just looking at the bottle. <laughs> but um, I'm, you know, it's all, it's all it's all right. It's all right. I'm not saying it's bad, but um, the cost is. But if it was free, would you drink it? No, well, I did drink it. They sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. But if you would, you be like, oh, yeah, actually, I don't want to be on the booze, but I want to put down a, a Negroni kind of flavour. Um, no, I'm just a bit. Dark, what do you drink not... when you're not drinking? Campari. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, green tea. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah, green tea is my is my go to no drinking day drink. Sorry, Twitter. Twitter. Twitter questions mm-hmm. that you've already answered. Why so grumpy? Uh, I'm not really. It's a defence mechanism. Okay. He loves the dog. He has always loved the dog. I, I haven't always loved the dog you because have loved I've that only. I've, dog. You were so I've, yeah, but I've dog. only had the dog a year, so I haven't always loved the dog. Okay. Uh, what do you think about? People who describe ingredients as humble. Stupid. Full agreement there. Um, is it a coincidence that 1961 was a remarkable year for Bordeaux and FA Cup wins? I've no idea. It's before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> you once tweeted Grace Dent's writing was shit. Was it awkward when she then got the review gig at The Guardian? Uh, not at all because we're grown ups and equally stupid. And I, didn't say, and I didn't say it was shit, I just said it was, I think, if I remember rightly, I said something like 800 words of filler, which wasn't necessarily the... Um, Did you have that conversation? Did she know about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. She blocked me on Twitter for about three years after that. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was, that, that was, you know, I was, I, was, I was pissed and I was reading something on the train and I just went, there. Yeah, we've all done as, it. As you do, yeah. Get closer there. Sorry. No, Sorry. he's fine. No, he's fine. Is that... Yeah, that's because I've got the yes, I've got the thing. 
Here's the vase. I'll get you giving up smoke face. Is that one of those things? Yeah, I've done. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, first part of the quiz. Overrated, underrated, or correctly rated? Right. I'm going to cut the gaps because I'm skipping around between the thing. Uh, lasagna. Correctly rated. How do you think it's rated? I think it's rated very highly. And you think that's valid? I think that's valid, yes. Don't you think it's better nonsense? Nope. Proper lasagna is a thing of wonder. Is it? Yes. It's better than a sandwich. Fuck off. <laughs> well, you go to Max's and Crouch yeah. and you get well, a lasagna. Well, it's basically sandwich. a pasta sandwich, really, isn't it? Yeah. But with no bread, which is rubbish. No, yeah, but you can, you know. It's, it's do you do you make one? Yes, I do make lasagna yeah. quite often. Anything, quite any sort of interesting Bobby editions? Not really. Bobby no. editions. Bobby editions. Of, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <Episode okay. title. laughs> no Bobby editions. No Bobby editions. But then you, can, you know, but you can think like a Parmigiana's also lasagna, really, isn't that? So I had a fucking stonking lasagna at the Wilton Way Deli opposite Pigeon the other day. Yeah. It's just a little deli, you know. You don't go in there to. Eat. I mean, you do, I suppose, go in there to eat. Yeah, but that's was, what delis are for. It was as yeah. good. A, it was as good as a lasagna as I've ever had. Did you eat it in? Yeah, because I was thinking the other day. I mean, I didn't eat it. I got it for my kids' tea. Did I eat most of it? Yes, because I was going to get one of those. You don't buy your kids' fish fingers like normal people. Not in a deli. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Oh, it's Wilton Bob, Way, isn't it? Bob's children only eat uh, fish fingers from delis. It was trick or treat night. Oh. And I was waiting for the pub to open with, so I could go there with the kids to start trick or treating. The only option. But weren't they just going to eat Harry Bows that night anyway? Yeah, but yeah. you've got to give them some sort of ballast. That is so strange, and I wonder who was on here. It must have been Osh, because I'm literally going through all of the overrated, underrated questions that have ever been mm. on the ticket off. And I'm not lying, genuinely, I'll show you this. From the 4th of July 2018, one of the overrated, underrated, correctly rated questions. Bob Granley's. <laughs> that must be Oshie's one. Honestly, that is normally just like just seen that. But no joke. Am I am I over or under? Or well, I think we must have asked Osh that. All right. Do you okay. think you're overrated, underrated, or correctly rated? I don't know how I'm rated. But you must have a perception of how you think people look I at don't Bob actually Granley's. Care. No. So no, I don't correctly care. rated. Probably. Yeah. 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 Correctly rated. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. James, do you think you're over, under, or correctly rated? I, I would have to parrot what Bob just said. I've no idea really? how I'm rated. I'd say you're massively overrated. <laughs> That's yeah, probably you, closer you would, to... Yeah, but you would do, because you've got an inferiority complex. No, 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 no. There's no inferiority. I'm very underrated. He's not intelligent enough to have an inferiority <laughs> complex. <laughs> uh, overrated, underrated, correctly rated, uh, Dublin. Never been. Really? Yep. Osh's mum issued an ASBO. Um, and said <laughs> a lot of ASBOs from Osh's we family. We weren't allowed to go together. So really? I'm not there's talk about, there's a little group of us who have a lunch every now and again. A, a bunch of Irish. <laughs> Different shit. to the truffle lunch. Yeah, no, this, is a very, this is a small group. This is uh, Osh and Brian Hannan and Robin Gill and Kieran Montero and me. It's just a little Irish lunch party who occasionally go for away days but we have to do it in a day so you're back so Dublin is going to be quite hard work for a day <laughs> not yeah, at all it's quick city yeah, airport we, yeah not with that bunch of nutters yeah that's true 7am we'll never, get, we'll never get the train back and they never get the plane back uh, overrated underrated correctly rated uh, scotch eggs overrated purely because of your judging on the no I just don't I don't particularly like them I think there's sort of uh, there's a certain amount of trophy over there what's that is that the one that you won yeah oh god I wasn't voted did I judge that year yeah what was this year oh, that... did you win this year no I came second but 
Was it? No, third? you didn't win this year. Um, it came second. Ali borrowed it. Oh, that's the second prize. <coughs> yeah. Was it third? Yeah. I don't care. I've got a fucking oh. trophy. No, you've got a trophy. Uh, overrated, underrated, correctly rated uh, New York restaurants. I can't really say. I haven't been there for about fifteen years. So, where I did you? Know. When you were there, what did you like? Where restaurant wise? I Bad went boy. to do um, uh, sort of like more literary stuff, so I didn't really uh. hang out in many restaurants. I did. I went to actually look at Auden's diaries in the New York Public Library. Did you? Yeah. Well, Why are you doing that? Because a friend of mine was doing a PhD on Auden, and uh, we went together to funny about in New York. How did you feel about Horden's diaries? They were very beautiful and very, very <laughs> well written and very neat. Are you a diarist? Do you ever keep no, a diary? No, no, no. But the best thing I found about that, that trip we went to, after seeing his diaries in the library, we decided to find out where he used to live. And we were on the street in Brooklyn where he used to live. And sort of wandering down the street looking for number one. He was one was. of the first hipsters, well, number, wasn't he? Number 22, whatever it was. And number 22 was no longer there. It was in the middle of a park. Which was and rough. We worked out roughly that where number twenty-two would have been was now a men's toilet, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was rather appropriate. Lovely stuff. I genuinely think nobody has come to this podcast thinking. Do you know what? I need to tune in to tick you off to hear Bob Granley's talk about cottaging. Yeah, (laughs) and cottaging. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The other is that offensive? I'm a man of hidden depths. No, Uh, it's just an action. It's like oh, is. It's a hammering. <laughs> uh, okay, second part of the quiz, quick fire. So the first answer comes in your head and then you're welcome to expand. Right. Restaurants you miss in London. So restaurants that don't exist anymore that you're like... Oh, I think you understood it. The gallery in Brixton Hill. What's that? What is it's that? a Portuguese place that used to be at the end of my road. Oh, I used to probably go there once a week minimum. And uh, they sh- I moved out of Brixton about nine eight nine years ago and then one of the owners died and then it's no longer and what was so great about it it was just a proper honest portuguese home cooking joint the the the, the the cooking was done by the two owners wives in the in the back um and it was just a really great fun place to what did you order what was the go-to granny's go-to granny's thing would be would have normally been the clams they did really very good piri piri chicken um, a chorizo thingy with a guardiente or whatever it's called poured all over it which I didn't realise the first time I tried it and I, and I tried to drink it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't very nice it was like drinking petrol um, what's your objection to the word humble when it comes to ingredients but you don't mind describing cooking as honest I would say they're on the same sort of Venn diagram of they, they, they are well there's a I'm not sure humble is it implies a sort of lack of um, ego, which a vegetable can't have. Well, no, a veg- well, like, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you could. Probably, well, actually, it's well, non sentient, aren't they? So no, but I sort of agree. I, yeah. I, I think. Well, yeah. So humble it implies a lack of ego. As well, I think honest means is is more like it's they're not claiming to be anything that they're not yeah honest know. is like coming from the cook whereas humble from a vegetable is nonsensical no. yeah, no, yeah it's like cucina povera always makes it's only only fucking rich writers talk about cucina povera yeah and only um, rich restaurateurs pretend that they've got cucina povera on their menu and charge you 30 quid for a plate of pasta made of it welcome to the river cafe yeah uh, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf vampire ooh straight in why is that because you, you, you get to live, you get. 
He also loves blood. I love blood, yeah. Um, Do you believe in life after love? Um, Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I believe in life after love. Depends if you're doing it through for a code or not, though, doesn't that? (laughs) True. Um, Pick a sauce. Salad cream. (laughs) A great choice. Salad cream is very underrated. Salad cream is one of life's essentials. No matter what James says. Everything tastes supreme. In fact, I had a, I had a sandwich today with um, pate, gherkin, shallot and salad cream. Yeah, oh, I bet that was delicious. It was pa- fucking great. Pate was, and was, salad cream is yeah, delicious. And it was like a big wedge of pate. Where was, like a, Where was a, that? Pate was almost as thick as the slices of it bread. It wasn't at Sons and Daughters, but it will be next it week. Wasn't at, it wasn't at Sons and Daughters. Was it baguette? Tell me it was baguette. No, it wasn't. It was a piece of sourdough, which I don't particularly like. It's too chewy. Yeah. But um, I, no, I made it myself this morning because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go out for what for lunch and the Guardian sandwiches are sh- shocking do they need us to take over the catering we can do that no because right you probably want to charge too much oh damn it yeah um okay we've got two more uh <laughs> on the quick fire I just had such a good one that's gone um, what do you mean it's gone still on your I'm phone I'm skipping through on my phone so I don't know where I am I'm literally just doing <laughs> that when you can't remember in the last one minute you can't remember what the good one was no are you usually this sk- <laughs> are you usually this skittish uh, yes. Yeah. So, Always, so I, c- I edit the podcast, so I cut me and I make me sound awesome. Right. Okay. Add stuff. And in. then um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a like bank of samples of James saying something stupid, and I just cut them in, going. What from what, from from uh, from what, what from, from past ball? Ball. Oh, right, 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 okay. the yeah. you know, like uh, what was the sound of your childhood? Sound music, of my music childhood, wise, music wise, when you were a kid. Earth, wind, and fire. Really? Mm-hmm. Funky household. Funky household. Really? Mm-hmm. Your German mother was getting. No, no, that was my childhood. Oh. I mean, what? I, what? what the, but you mean childhood? As in, what did my mother? Like when you were to? a kid, like yeah. Um, she, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Oh. Basically, yeah, she was better, a bit of a beast. When I had the in, image in my head of your she was a bit of a beast. She was a bit of a sort of like one of those jazz-loving immigrants. Is that a thing? Another episode title. <laughs> yes, it is a thing. And uh, yeah, but she still hasn't quite a settled status. So. Okay, I need to find a good one. The final quick fire question What's your worst habit? My worst habit? Yeah. Campari. <laughs> Not smoking? No. Campari. What? Smoking, I mean, smoking is one of those things that people rightly abhor. But, um, you know, I like it. You could have also said you're ticky off habit. I've <laughs> except it doesn't. I happen. have to admit that I've only listened to about three in my entire life. Osh's Osh. one. Osh's one. Yeah, the one when Adam Coughlin slagged off Osh. No, I didn't listen no. to that. Did he slag off Osh? No, he didn't. But someone oh, said Osh thought he did. Someone, um, Joe Warwick's Lisa's one. one. Oh yeah. Oh my God, she referred to it today when because Gary Usher tweeted and said that he liked the pod and. She said, oh, my God, you should hear the stuff that they cut. He should hear the stuff she cut. I was in the middle of writing a response. Was, was, she, was, she, was she being deeply irresponsible? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Well, slagging yeah. everybody off. No, 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 no. not slagging people off, just saying, like, the weird, fucked-up, gross, illegal, nasty, out-of-control shit that she did back in the day. Yeah, but that's Lisa, isn't it? <laughs> I was in the middle. Of, that was a joke. Sorry, yeah, Lisa, yeah, no, yeah, no, you know. Now, look, now look at her. She's like Mary Poppins of the Sunday Times, yeah. isn't she? So. so I started saying my favourite bit about recording these, especially with 
the looser tongued folk after a few drinks is at the end we're always like if you know if there's anything you said that you don't want in just let us know and they're always like Lisa and Giles and Tom PB they was like ah it's fucking fine whatever and like, you can set your watch to it I know that when I wake up in the morning and check my emails <clears throat> or in the case of one of them email whatsapp missed call <laughs> it's like a, yeah can you cut that bit when I said this 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 but how do they remember I can't even remember what I said an hour ago you haven't said anything that bad um, Bob thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure to have you on and a pleasure to get to know you in this world of food in which we live oh dear that's fucking gross and that's not that was, true that was terrible I know that was, that was... this is why we're not professionals <coughs> I, never, I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were professionals I just thought it was like um, seriously that was, it? that was just a bit sick making but oh, it was gross it, sounds, it was worse than that fucking burger said it. that burger was delicious <laughs> the Guardian has their own podcast can Whoa. you get us? Can you get us an invite to be presenters? Uh, actually, serious question. You could probably audition for it. Yeah, I ain't auditioning for shit. I'm, well, I'm sure you've auditioned before. What with your bat, yeah, you know, what with your highfalutin, you know, days in the sort of like Coldplay, Coldplay. <laughs> mode. Yeah. He yeah, wishes he was I didn't audition. People came. Well, people came charging at your door and throwing. They did money and pants at you. They did. They did. I mean, it was their mistake because we cost them a lot of money. But, yeah, but they did at yeah. the time. At the time, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Bob, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks, Bob. Pleasure. Goodbye. Now drink, now drink in the groaning. Bye. Bye. Bye.